that's whoever wrote my name. Appreciate that. Uh, so as you guys know, you have come to Vision Night. This is our Vision Night. We want to, yeah, come on. Started off Vision Night with a voice crack. This new year, hopefully I'll get through puberty. Be great. Hey, listen, um, I'm so excited that you guys are here. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, we have an amazing service plan. We're going to get started. I want to take a second and just, um, I want to thank all of our leaders. Where are our leaders at? Will you guys just stand up? All of our leaders, all of our team. Will you guys just stand up? Just stand up. Just stand up. Some of them are in the back. Some are out in the lobby setting up. Um, so for the past six or seven months that, that I've been in here doing this, uh, these guys have just followed behind and just poured in and have just dedicated their time, their effort, their energy, their money, everything to serving this ministry. And I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so honored to do life with you. Um, just blown away by how awesome you guys are. So one more time, can we just give them a hand? Just a great team. So if you guys have been coming to Key Point for a long time, you probably know uh, Pastor Zach Gay. He's been, he was a student pastor for five years, seven, six, somewhere in between. So uh, Pastor Zach was a student pastor here of the mix for a long time, way before my wife and I moved up here. Uh, and I've just invited him. I just wanted him to speak into things because I believe that as God is doing something new, we want to honor the things that God has done before and celebrate where we've been. So I'm going to ask Pastor Zach to come on up. Y'all give him a hand. All right, everyone. Hey, welcome. I mean, thank you. I mean, what do I say anymore? <laughs> it's been so long since I've done one of these things. What camera do I look at? Um, any office? fans out here? Okay, good. Um, I've actually got just a couple things. I told Chris I wasn't going to say um, much, and I really am not. Um, but being a student pastor from, man, when we first, when my wife Megan and I, which by the way, let me shout out to Bay right here in the back. Yo, stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Yeah. That's wifey material right there, son. I got two kids, chitlins with that one. Deegan and Sullivan, they're awesome. They'll be two and three in March. If you don't know, they got the same birthday exactly a year apart. Talk about uh, getting your timing right. Okay. Um, <coughs> but but I'll, I'll, as the student pastor here, when we first came on, man, I'm going to tell you, this is, it was not like this. I'm going to tell you, this was, it was a very, very different scene. You know, the church was, was a lot younger. Uh, Key Point Church was just about five years old when we came on, and so the scene was a lot different. And um, so we were super blessed at being able to kind of uh, blaze a trail, you know, in student ministry at Key Point Church, and uh, it was a super good time, man. I, was, I mean, Brooks Barlow is here tonight, uh, which y'all have no idea who this guy is, but literally one of my very first students ever. Uh, I think he was in my very first graduating class, which is super dope. And, and Brett Basham back there, he was just graduated right after I started. So, uh, but but it's, it's crazy how things go full circle and how you see things grow. And, and, um, but it, but it, it, it's all for a reason, right? It's all for a purpose. It all happens. It's not just, it's not just um, you know, a coincidence. It happens for a reason. And I think it happens, uh, you know, because we make a choice to make it happen. You know, we're talking about this year, this is something new. KPC Youth Vision Night, man, this is something new. But in order for you to get something new, you have to make a choice to do something new, right? 
in order for you to get different results, we've heard, all heard the saying, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Look, if you want something different, you have to do something new, right? Does, does anybody tracking with me? I'm, I'm look like getting a death stare from a whole lot of people. Like, who is this cracker up here trying to talk to me? But you have to choose to do something new. And, and so I want, I, I want you to make two choices. Over this next, you know, Pastor Chris, he's stepping into this role and he's doing a really great job. And 2018 just happened and, and uh, is just starting, you know, so you got a lot of year to keep on with your New Year's resolutions and everything. But I want you to make a couple choices. And um, the two choices are, I have to make a choice and know that people are wonderful. Okay? People are wonderful. Your peers your classmates, your family, your friends, the people that you can't stand. People are wonderful, okay, even if they don't always seem like it. People are wonderful. Psalms 139, verse 13 and 14 says this. Oh, man, I didn't, didn't do my, what's it called? Here it goes. 139, 13 and 14, it says, You are the one who put me together inside my mother's body. And I praise you because of the wonderful way you created me. Everything you do is marvelous. Of this, I have no doubt. King David is saying, you put me together in my mother's womb, and everything about me is wonderful. Everything you do is marvelous. You are a wonderful and marvelous creation by God. Understand that. That's you. That also means it's her and her and her and him and him and him and everybody that you come in contact with. They are wonderful, even if they don't always seem like it. Everybody is wonderful. Okay? So, so um, right there, everybody's wonderful. The thing about um, the, the goodness and the grace of God, like Pastor Chris was saying, we want God to meet us right here, is that his love is so great, he's going to meet you right where you are, right where in your circumstance, right in your issues, right with your problems. He's going to meet you there, but he loves you way too much to let you just stay there. Right, And he's going to bring you out of that. You trust in God. You hold fast to his promises. He's going to bring you out of that, I promise you. Okay, So uh, people are wonderful, even if they don't seem like it all the time. Another, another part of that is um, if your opinion about somebody else is louder than your love for somebody else, then you need to understand why your message or why your words or why your clout carries no weight at all. If your opinion about somebody else is louder than your love for somebody else, you carry no weight with your words. And we're confused about that sometimes. But God so loved you, right? The sinner, the, all the bad things that you can name off. I'm not going to list them all off. It's not what it's about. But he loved you louder than his opinion about you. And you know what his opinion about you was? Even when you did sin, even when you did... You're his creation. You're his baby. There's not a bad thing. Man, I look at my sons, and they are a little snot sometimes, okay? I'm going to tell you right now. I got these two kids. They're basically two and three, and they can be little terrors. But I'm not going to say, I'm not going to speak that over them. Not at all. I mean, I might say, you know, get off me, punisher or something. I don't know. What do I say, babe? I, 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 get, I get upset with them sometimes. I'm not saying that. I'm not God, okay, let's be real. 
But I'm not, I, my love for them far outweighs my a thought or my immediate opinion about this person or about my kid. That's God. His immediate opinion about you is that you are good and wonderful and marvelously made. And I took every, every little bit of you and I knit you together in your mother's womb. Do you know God didn't put his hands on anything other in creation besides man? Do you understand that? He spoke everything into existence, but he put you together personally with his hands. How incredible is that? People, people are wonderful even if they don't always seem like it. The second thing you got to choose and understand is that life is wonderful, even if it doesn't always seem like it. Look, I know high school, I've been there. It's not easy. It is not fun always, but your life is a wonderful thing, even if it doesn't always seem like it. It is a wonderful thing. The best for you is yet to come. We got those signs out there. You know, Brian Houston, Hilton says it all the time. Pastor Casey says it all the time. The best is yet to come, and that's true. Because you know what the best is for you? Jesus Christ. That's the best for you. And your God is the same yesterday, today, and always. And he will never, ever fail you. Do you understand? Never fail you. Life is, is wonderful, even if it doesn't always seem like it. And then the last part about that is that I want to say is that you're walking through these seasons and you're walking through these moments and you're stepping into this new season, right? You're doing something new in 2018. You're doing something new for yourself. You're doing something new in your life, whatever it is. You are not allowed to quit doing what God has called you and designed you to do until he says you can. Each and every one of you have got a divine purpose that God has put inside your heart. You know what it is, probably. You know you've been feeling that tug, you know, it's like, oh, I know I should probably, I, I know I, I need to get to this, but, you know, whatever it is is hanging you back. Listen to me. You are not allowed to quit on your calling unless God tells you that you can. You stay steadfast. You stay being the person that he's called you to. You stay being that one, that one person in your class. Who cares? That's in the word of God every day. You stay being the person that prays every single day. You stay being the one that worships. I know when my God comes back, I want him to catch me doing something for him. I don't want him to just catch me sitting on Netflix and chilling, you know, maybe looking at my Instagram feed or doing whatever else. I want him to catch me praying. I want him to catch me praising. I want him to catch me worshiping because he deserves my all. And I'm not allowed to quit until he says I can. So understand, folks. That people in your life, they are wonderful, even if they don't always seem like it. Life is wonderful, even though it doesn't always seem like it. And God has got you, it's said in his word, he said, he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. And he's going to complete it in your life. You hold fast to his promise, you hold fast to his will, you hold fast to his word. Get it inside you every single day. Every single day. And you're going to see fruition like you wouldn't believe. You're going to see breakthrough in your life like you wouldn't believe. You're going to see this something new go to a level that you would never even have imagined it for yourself, for your church, for your school, for your youth group, for everything. Stay steadfast and understand that God knits you wonderfully and he's got wonderful things for you. Amen? Amen. Now, before, um, before we move on, I just got to say, 
six and a half years ago or almost seven years ago, um, my wife and I were graduating uh, our college internship to do ministry. And uh, a long time ago, that was a, lo- it was a while ago, was it maybe it was too long, too long ago. But um, and, and we came up here and we visited Key Point Church for the first time. I'd known Pastor Casey for a while. Um, before that, we started going to the same church back in 2003, and um, and uh, <laughs> and it w- it was incredible. And this man, he took a chance on me, and uh, he took a chance on Megan to to come up here and minister to the students up here in Northwest Arkansas. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Pastor Casey, and I want y'all to honor him as he comes up right after me. Come on, Pastor Casey. Hey, what's going on? I, I do have to say my NMDs are much slicker than Pastor Chris's, all right? That's right, that's right. Uh, anyway, well, I, I'm Pastor Casey. If you don't know who I am, I get the privilege to lead this amazing church here at Key Point. And I moved up here a little more than 13 years ago, and I knew one person. And all, all I knew was that God wanted us to plant a church here. And we started at a school, an elementary school, and God has blessed us ever since. But um, I won't be long. I'm a, I want to give this over to Pastor Chris. Uh, but I want to share something I believe that's pertinent to what's happening here. At 19 years old, I gave my heart to Jesus. And I grew up going to church. I had to go to church. There was no option at my house. If it was Sunday morning, I was in the car. It didn't matter what happened the night before, how late I stayed out, what I did that night with my friends. It didn't matter. I was going to church. And I went to church because I had to. And I didn't go to church because I wanted to. And at 19 years old, something switched inside of me. It, it went from I wanted to serve God away from, well, I have to go to church, okay? See, I have to take the garbage out. Well, not anymore. My boys have to take the garbage out. I have to pay the bills. I have to pay the credit card bills, you know, I I have to pay my taxes, but I get to love God, all right? At 19 years old was when that happened, and at 19 years old, there was so much regret tied to that decision. Let me tell you what I mean by that. I was so excited about what God was doing in my heart. It was real. I'm 47 years old, and not one day have I turned back on my relationship with God, not one day. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But he's my number one, and he has always been my number one. Because when you taste the best, you'll never settle for anything less, all right? It's like drinking a, a Dr. Thunder versus a Dr. Pepper. You know, I don't want that fake stuff. I don't want that Walmart imitation Coke. I want a real Coca-Cola. I found a real God. And if he was real to me at 19, I believe he can be real to you wherever you are in your life. And there was a young man that I went to high school with. His name was Joey DuPont. We were in the ninth grade together, and we were in the 12th grade together. The reason why we weren't in the 10th and 11th grade together is because in the ninth grade, he got expelled from Central High School. Very large public high school in Baton Rouge. Very stupid young man. A lot of dumb decisions. He was one of those guys that you were hoping in the middle of class would do something stupid so you could laugh because you knew he would do it, and it didn't fail. Joey did it. If I mean, he just stupid stuff. Sure enough, he got expelled. 
Well, in between his 10th and 11th grade year, he found a personal relationship with God. It went from having to go to church to I get to go to church. I get to love on God. I get to go to student ministry. I get to hang out with a bunch of cool Christ followers. I don't have to do the things of this world. He came back to Central High School his 12th grade year. And I knew what God meant. I knew the Bible. I knew that, um, honestly, I felt like if I would have died, I would probably have gone to hell because I wasn't serving God. He wasn't my number one, all right? I was running after the things of this world. Everything the world had to offer, I was taking it. And Joey came, and I saw something different in Joey. Something switched. I could tell that he had a real relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was jealous. My senior year at Central High School, I had everything a senior could want, and even more. I had the world by the end of the tail, but what I didn't have was Jesus in my heart. One day, Joey DuPont wore a shirt, a white T-shirt, and on the shirt it said, God's 10 most wanted. And he put the 10 worst boys, of course, all the junk that they were doing, on his shirt. And his prayer was that they would get saved. Of course, they all wanted to beat Joey up. He got called to the office. They made him take his shirt off. And it was 10 guys that if they walked in here today at this state that they were in when they were seniors, you would probably say, oh, those guys, they're going to hell. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they probably have horns under their hair. They're like the devil, all right? To right now, six out of those 10 men are saved and serve Jesus. Another day, let me tell you what Joey did. This is a very large high school, very much like Bentonville and Rogers, a lot of students. He brought a piece of fence to school, like a white picket fence, and would walk down the hallways and say, if, you, if you're a Christian and you love Jesus, then get on this side with me. But if you're not serving Jesus and he's not number one in your life, then you're going to hell. You're on that side of the fence. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I remember being jealous of his relationship that he had with God. But at 19, I found one like that. And oh, how I wish I could have reversed the clock to going back to ninth grade again, 10th grade again, 11th grade again, knowing what I knew at 19, that God was good. And I want you to know, student ministry here at Key Point Church, this is important to us. I was a youth pastor for over 13 years, and I saw the power of young people gathering on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night and worshiping God together. I saw the power of a young person being tied into a purpose at 13 and 14 years old. Let me give you one story before I hand it over to Pastor Chris. There was a young uh, boy by the name of Joe Brown. He went to, to um, Woodlawn High School. He, he, was, he was a young black kid in our student ministry. And we told all the kids in our, our student ministry, if you start a Christian club at your school, which you, you do know you can start any kind of club you want, legally by the federal government, you can start any kind of club you want. So we taught our students in our student ministry how to start Christian clubs. And as the Christian club president, you can invite anybody you want to come speak at the club. So guess who they would invite to come to their school when Baton Rouge would not let none of us as youth pastors get on the property? They invited their youth pastors. So we told them, if you have it before school, we'll buy all the Krispy Kreme donuts y'all can eat. And if you have it at lunch, we'll buy all the Papa John's pizzas that y'all can eat. And we'll bring it to you. Well, Joe Brown, 
he started having so many students show up before school. A very large public high school in Baton Rouge. He had over 200 students that would show up on a Wednesday morning. Our donut budget was thousands of dollars, all right? He would set up sound systems in the gym. Students were coming, and he would get up there as a 10th grader and as 11th grader and 12th grader and preach the gospel for about 10 minutes and just love on the students, and then he would break it all down. We'd help him, and he'd go into algebra and go to math like all of them. But the beautiful thing is he taught them how to love God because he was doing it, and it was real to Joe Vance. Stories like that after stories. And the reason why I said that and the reason why I told you about Joey is because I believe we got some Joeys in here. I believe we got some Joe Browns in here, some young ladies and young men who are going to take a stand for Jesus Christ at their school because he is real to you. And what they say, you won't change your mind about it because he's been real to you. And if that has not happened, I would encourage you to keep searching. Keep searching. Keep crying out to God. Keep singing the song that Jose just sang to us in clay. You can have it all, God. Let that be your prayer every day. God, you can have it all. You can have it all. You can have it all. Amen. Come on, y'all give it up for your pastor, our student pastor, Chris Dudgeon. Okay, yeah, those are better. I like those. We'll honor that. We'll honor that. Um, I just want to reiterate something Pastor Zach said. So uh, 2015, my wife and I had just gotten married. I was 22, 20, yeah, 22. Um, and I got a call. Uh, I was on my way to another job, and I got a phone call. It's like, hey, my name's Casey Henning, and I got this church in Arkansas, Key Point Church. And I was like, oh, it's in Arkansas. Cool. Right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. So, no, I'm not kidding. Um, so we sat across from Pastor Casey and Stacy and his youngest son uh, at Mellow Mushroom in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And they just laid out their heart for people. And the biggest thing that attracted my wife and I to Pastor Casey is that. It's the heart for people. And at the end of the day, if, if that's what it is, if that's what's calling you, if, if that's all that you have right now, can I tell you that's huge. God has such a heart for people. And when we catch that, he can do great things. God is doing great things through the Hennigan family. God is doing great things through Key Point Church. And I'm so excited that I get to be on this journey alongside Pastor Casey. So one more time, y'all just give it up for PC and Pastor Stacy and just all the things that they're doing. Um, earlier, I, I thanked our leaders, and, and so just thanking Pastor Zach and Pastor Casey. Um, there's been a lot before us. There's been a lot that's happened before we got here. Michael, will you stand up just real quick? Just boom. That's my wife, Micah. If you haven't met her, you need to because she's awesome. Um, people meet us, and, like, they're my friends, and we hang out. And then they meet Micah, and then when we get invited to places, they're like, but make sure Micah comes. And if she's not available, they're like, oh, I mean, you can come if you want. You know, I'd rather you have bring Micah. But anyways, um, so I, I want to introduce her because the last few months, God has been speaking something to us. Um, and it started, if you've gone with us before, we go to a conference in the summer called Motion Conference. It's in Birmingham. And we're at Motion with all of our students, um, and we're worshiping. And it's just an incredible conference because you've got just thousands of people just worshiping God together and declaring things together and just Christians gathered and honoring God and all these cool things. And God just started dropping things in me during worship, just all these dreams and all these things. Um, 
And my first reaction is just, no, I can't do that. Like, that's too big. But can I tell you, if the dream that you have is too, it isn't too big for you, it's probably not from God. Because God has big things, and it's not all on you. He wants to help you through that. He wants to give you these things. He wants to help you get to where he's calling you to be. And there's these big things, and it scared me a little bit. It scared me because it got me out of my comfort zone. It got me out of what I was used to and out of what I was, thought I was capable of doing. And so God started dropping in me just those two words, something new. And if you've seen our advertisement, if you've seen on the weekend videos and Instagram and social media, all those things, tonight is all about something new. And I want to share where that comes from. In Isaiah 43, 19, God is talking to Isaiah the prophet, and he says, See, I am doing a new thing. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love that verse because before that, in verse 18, he's telling Isaiah, don't look at the things of the old. Don't look at where you've been. Don't look at where you've done. I'm taking you somewhere new. I'm doing something new. Can I tell you tonight, God wants to do something new in your lives. God is telling you tonight, don't look at where you've been. A lot of times we come into church and we keep our head down, we keep a hoodie on because we feel a little bit of shame and a little bit of guilt. That's not what God is, God is pointing into tonight. A lot of times we, we go to places and we think we can't do something because we've messed up before. Because the place we've been isn't good enough. It didn't prepare me enough. I didn't have enough back there. And God is saying, don't look at that. Look at where I'm going. I want to tell you something tonight. The students who have been coming for a long time since I've been here, they're probably a little bit tired of hearing this. I want to tell you guys for the first time, the people that haven't been here for a while, wherever God is taking you is way better than what you're leaving. Whatever God has for you ahead is way better than what he's asking for you to leave behind right now. God has something amazing planned for each and every one of you. This year, he wants to do something new. And so we received that, and we started praying for that and asking God, what does that look like? What is that about? And God started just speaking a new vision and a new mission into my heart. And here's the thing. I love to do things on purpose. If it doesn't have a point, if there's not a plan to it, if it's not something that's going to get anything out of it, I, I really don't like doing it. And God began to speak this into me, and, and, and he started pouring this new mission into me. And he said, I just want you to reach the next generation to live an abundant life through Jesus. In John, Jesus is saying that the enemy, the devil, Satan, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And then he goes on and says, but I come so that you can have life and life abundant. I come so that you can have life and life abundant. A lot of life. I love life. There's so many cool things that we get to do, especially in our time today. We get to do so many amazing things. But the thing that Jesus is talking about is not an abundance of things. It's not an abundance of material possessions. He's saying, I'm giving you an abundance of love. I'm giving you an abundance of grace. I'm giving you an abundance of mercy. And I'm giving you an abundance of purpose. No matter where you've come, no matter where you've been, no matter what you think is going on in your life, I have come so that you can have a new life a new freedom, new mercies, new grace, new strengths, a new calling on your life, and I'm coming to give it to you in abundance. God has so much planned for you. Whatever you think you know about God, can I tell you, he wants to change that thinking. And you might be thinking, but wait, I came in here thinking God is great and he's awesome. God still wants to give you a new revelation of him this year. He still wants to show you that there's more ways to grow in him and love him and to show you how much he loves you. God wants to give you a life and life abundance. A life abundant, a life of grace and mercy and love and calling and purpose, all in abundance. So that's the new mission God poured into my heart. This new reason 
of why I do what I do, this new purpose of why I do what I do. And I'm instantly reminded of another guy in the Bible who had a new mission put on his life. There was a guy named Simon who was a fisherman. And that's what he did his entire life. His family was fishermen. His dad was a fisherman. That's all he knew. He grew up on a boat. He constantly smelled like fish. He, he was a fisherman his entire life. And then one day, this man named Jesus came up to him and said, hey, I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me. And instantly, the Bible says, Peter or Simon dropped everything and followed Jesus. Simon's identity was in what he did. Simon's identity in what he knew. Simon's identity was what where he was in, what he was from, what he had been doing, and where he thought his life was going to go. And then a man named Jesus walked in and changed everything. And so I want to read this, this verse a few years after uh, Simon's been following Jesus in Matthew 16. Jesus looks Simon right in the eyes and he says, who do you say that I am? The world says that I'm a prophet. The world says that I'm a crazy man. The world says that I'm just some guy walking around. But who do you say that I am? And Jesus replied, Blessed, or I'm sorry, Jesus asked him and Simon said, you're the Messiah. You're everything that you say you are. You are the Savior that we've waited for. You're the Son of God. You're Emmanuel. You are exactly what they prophesied about years ago. You are Messiah. You are God come down with us. And Jesus says this, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. You are no longer Simon. You are no longer where you've been. You are no longer who you were before. You are no longer what the world tells you that you are. You are a rock. And on you and on your faith and what you've said that I am and what you're following me to be, I'm going to build a church. And a church that Jesus is talking about is not what you look around and see in these walls. The church is the people advancing the kingdom of God where they're at, taking the good news out, spreading the gospel, loving Jesus, and letting him do whatever he needs to do in their lives. Because of his faith, because of uh, Simon dropping everything and following Jesus, his identity changed as well. Not only did he have a new mission to be the rock for the church to get built on, to go and do great things. Peter went on to do amazing things in the Bible. The Bible talks about a man fell at Peter's shadow and was healed. God did amazing things through Peter because he gave up where he was from. He gave up what he did. He gave up who he was before. He took on a new mission, and Jesus gave him a new identity. So we have this new mission. God spoke this, reaching the next generation to experience a life abundant in Jesus. That's the mission of our student ministry. We're not a place to just come in and gather and eat some amazing food, even though we'll do that sometimes. We're not just a place to come in, just it's a, random, it's a regular thing that we do on Wednesday nights. It's not just a place that we gather because our parents dropped us off. It's not just a place that we are because my friend drugged me. This is a place, and listen, I want to tell you tonight, you're not here just because you came here. Your parents dropped you off. Your parents came here. My friend brought me. There was food here. You're here because God has something to say to you tonight. This is not a, a, a happenstance. This is not a coincidence. God doesn't work like that. You're here for God to say something and for you to catch something tonight. This student ministry is going to be about reaching the next generation, your peers, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your schools, your cities, the people your age, the young people that have been silent for too long, that have been put down too long, been told they can't do anything, they're not smart enough, they're not strong enough, they don't have enough. This student ministry is going to reach that generation and rise them up to live a life abundant in Jesus Christ. No longer is the enemy going to tell our teenagers, you can't do this. 
God can't work through you. You're too much of a mistake. You're too much of a problem. This student ministry is going to be a place where we come in, we reach and experience a life abundant in Jesus Christ. God wants to do something in you. We have sat around for too long and watched young people waste what God has given them. I did it for too long. It took me 19 years to realize how messed up I was and how good I thought my life was. And then I met Jesus. For too long, the enemy has had his hands over the next generation and let them be satisfied with things on the Internet and, and movies and screens and, and messed up relationships and, and alcohol abuse and drug abuse and all of these things that have put a, a label on us and a name on us. And can I tell you, just like Jesus did with Simon, God wants to give you a new identity. And I believe tonight some of you guys are something stirring in you and you realize the name you see. And in just a little bit, I want to give you an opportunity to change that. But the mission of this student ministry, we will, not we're going to try, not we're going to attempt, we will reach the next generation to experience a life abundant in Jesus. That's what we're going to be about from this point forward. Tonight is all about vision. Tonight is all about seeing where God wants us to go. From now on, we're going and reaching. From now on, we're living the life abundant. From now on, we are diving into the word. We're praying. We're worshiping. We're seeking God harder and stronger than ever before to reach that life abundant so that we can have it and give it and share it with other people. We reach the next generation to live a life abundant in Jesus. We're not just a place to gather. We're not just a place to hang out. We're not just a bunch of students coming in here and hanging out, a bunch of youth, a bunch of teenagers just sitting in here. I believe God, just like he did with Simon, wants to give us a new identity as well. Pastor Zach shared the things that have happened before and the foundation that was set, and I'm so thankful for guys like him who laid everything aside, dropped his nets, and followed Jesus. I'm so thankful for guys like Pastor Casey who dropped their nets and followed Jesus because I get to stand up here and talk to you about where we are going. The mix was great. The mix has been amazing. We have seen some amazing and incredible things happen through the years. But I believe God wants to do something in you. I believe it's time for something new. I believe God wants to do something in Northwest Arkansas that's never been felt before. It's never been seen before. And I want to tell you, this is what he told me. This is what God told me. I'm about to do it through them. It's not the old people. No disrespect. It's not them. They, they waited. Okay? It's not... It's not the other people walking around who come to church on Sundays and they just sit there. God is saying, I'm going to use the youth and I'm going to rise up new leaders and new missionaries and new pastors and new church planners. I'm going to rise up the next generation to take their place and proclaim my name like never before. We are the next generation rising up to reach others in a life abundant. We are no longer the mix. We are Key Point Youth. We are the youth ministry of Key Point Church. We are the youth ministry of Key Point Church. We exist to reach the next generation to experience a life abundant in Jesus. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. If this is your first time here, you picked a great night to come. If you've been here before Micah and I got here, you picked a great night to come. Like I said, you're not here by happenstance. You're not here just because somebody dropped you off. 
I believe you're here because God is stirring something in you and has been for a while. And listen, maybe it took until now for you to realize that that's okay. He's not done with you. That's okay because he's not pushing you aside. I believe God wants each and every one of you tonight to have a chance to experience that life abundance that Jesus came to give. I want to ask a couple of our leaders if we can have uh, Megan and, and Micah and Abe um, and Clay, if you don't mind, if you guys would just come right here. Here's what I'm going to do, just real quick. Jesus came so that we can have life abundant. But if we don't know him, we can't see that. Simon dropped everything and followed Jesus and never looked back. And he went on to do amazing things for the kingdom of God. I want to give you guys tonight, if we can just have everybody's head bowed and eyes closed. sat in a chair and I've listened to messages but I want something different. I want something new. I want something else than what I've been doing. Pastor Zach said that the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting different different results. It's a new year. Do something different this year. Go all in for Jesus. If you've never done that before, you're saying maybe I think I did. Listen, let's do it tonight. Let's start tonight. Let's do something new tonight. I want to give you that opportunity. If you would like to come and pray to start a life with Jesus, would you just step on down here to the front? Give everybody the opportunity. Just step out. Don't wait on anybody else. Nobody else is looking around. Come on down to the front. Let us pray for you. Let us pray with you. Say, man, I, I think I've done that before, but I'm not sure. I feel like God's been tugging on my heart. Listen, I know it's hard to step out. I know it's hard to let go of certain things that you're used to. But a life in Jesus is better than anything this world can offer you. Whatever God is calling you to is so much better than what he's asking you to give up right now. If anybody else, if there's anything that this year you need to give up, if there's anything you need to let go of and step into whatever God is calling you to, come get prayer for that. Don't leave the, the same way you came in tonight. This night is all about something new. Let God do something new in you tonight. We're going to take a few seconds. If you just want prayer, just please come on down judgment here. There's no shame here. There's no guilt here. There's just people who want to love on you and pray with you. Just a prayer of praise over your life that God wants to speak to you. If that's you, just step on out right now. Come on down to the front. is tugging on your heart. Listen, don't reject it. Don't say no anymore. Say yes tonight. Do something new tonight. Do something different.
Make tonight the night you step into God's purpose for your life. go of something down here tonight. Let go of what you've been holding on to. Say yes to Jesus down here tonight and let him change your life forever.
that's not sitting up here, just close your eyes and bow your heads. God, thank you so much for what you've done here tonight. God, thank you. This is not the end. It doesn't stop when we go home tonight, God. This is the beginning. God, this is the beginning of something amazing that you're going to do through these students, God. What you're going to do through these youth, God, through this youth ministry, you are going to finish something amazing, God. I'm so thankful that you don't leave us where we're at, God. I'm so thankful that you give us new dreams, God, and new visions of where you're taking us, God. You have a plan not only for the for the students gathering here tonight, God, but for everyone else outside of these walls, God. Remind us of that. God, remind us of your mission, God, that we are reaching the next generation, God. We're reaching our friends and our family and our neighbors and our peers and our coworkers, God. We are reaching them to live a life abundant in Jesus, God. Not only us, but for them as well. God, thank you for being here with us tonight. God, I thank you that your presence is here, God. Go with us as we go home tonight, God. Be with us tonight as we go. God, keep confirming things that these students have given up tonight, God. Keep speaking love and grace and mercy over them as they get in their cars, as they lay in bed tonight, when they go to school tomorrow, God. Keep speaking what you've spoken tonight, God. Keep speaking that over each and every single one of them, God. God, we love you and we praise you. You have done something great, God. This something new doesn't stop tonight, God. This is the beginning of something amazing. And we're laying it all down at your feet, saying, God, whatever you want from us, God, whatever you want for us, God, we are saying yes to tonight. We pick up whatever it is you're calling us to. We drop everything else, God. We're dropping the nets. We're dropping identity. We're dropping lifestyles. We're dropping what you are asking us to drop and picking up the new identities that you have for us tonight, God. We love you so much. You are so great, God. We praise your name. Amen. Hey, if you're up here praying, keep praying. There's going to be a lot of new things happening in the next few weeks. There's going to be a lot of new things going on, not a lot of new looks, a lot of different things happening. But my heart is that the biggest difference is you. My heart is that the biggest difference is each and every one of you starting something new with Jesus, diving into the word in a new way, loving God in a new way, God showing you how much he loves you in a new way, whatever it is, that's my heart for this thing. This is not just a name change. This is not just a new launch night. This is where we start saying no to what this world has for us, just like PC said this weekend, and we're saying yes to whatever God has for us. It starts tonight, but it doesn't finish tonight. Let's go and reach. Let's go and get the lost. Let's go and get the far and bring them to God this year. I'm so excited about what God's going to do. I want to do one thing uh, before we close up. Uh, I want to just have a moment. I want to just worship as Keypoint Youth for the first time. For the first time, I just want us to worship. As this new youth ministry, as this new uh, group, this new ministry that God has created, I want us to just worship one time. So I'm going to ask the band to just lead us in a song. Everybody just stand up right where you're at. Just right where you're at. Lift up your voices. Lift up your hands. And let's just declare this tonight. <laughs> 